Welcome everyone to Out on a Limb podcast, where we, you can tell, we have a special guest today, Maria Fink, who is in the Charleston area. So we have her live in studio and we're super excited to get to know her a little bit better and to hear all of the cool things that she is doing and the beautiful being that she is. So Maria, we met you originally at Bliss. Mm -hmm. uh, spiritual co-op that we've mentioned several times on the podcast. And the reason that we met was because we were uh, headed to a galactic gathering. Yes. And mm -hmm. that is where we all sort of uh, started expanding our understanding of the galactics. And I do want to get into the galactics with you um, because that's always fun. And our audience seems to like that topic as do I, um, but tell us Very about timely. Mm. <laughs> for sure. But I want to hear uh, more about your background. Um, obviously, well, you haven't spoken yet, but you'll see that she has, <laughs> she has an accent. Yes. So tell us about um, where you come from, how you came about, you know, un this understanding on your spiritual journey and all of that good stuff back, go back with us a little bit. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's um happy place here i like it uh and yes we met at bliss where um four years and a half i think uh, i i say we started because you were there from the beginning we started the charleston starseed gatherings where um i tried to get together people who knew they are starseeds or people who were trying to find out more mm -hmm. and this happened because it was my deep desire to connect with people that had the same interests as I did and spoke the same language. And this came after a period of loneliness where I was exploring the various spiritual modalities quite by myself. Um, I know that feeling. Yeah. That's lonely, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and as you said, I have an accent. I was born in Romania and I lived in Romania till five years ago. This August is five years since I, I moved wow. here. Wow. And I started my um, self-discovery journey. I think it was 12 years ago and it was by a complete accident. And I had a snowboard accident and I injured my lower back. And um, a friend of mine told me to go to a chiropractor. And it was my first experience with someone telling me that the body is connected to my emotions and so on. Wow. And then this guy told me to go to yoga because it will help my back. Um, <laughs> and I went to yoga purely because I wanted to feel better. But I had an instructor who used to speak in the beginning at the end of the class and I didn't understand anything. So I just thought this makes no sense. He was talking about illusion and <laughs> I didn't understand anything. So I, I slept during his speeches and after about six months, one day I realized, Oh my God, I understand what he's saying. It totally clicked and it was a surprise. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then um, it was about at the same time, I, uh, I was working in media and I was doing talent management and I wanted to understand better the people I was representing because I was an agent. And we decided in our company uh, to do a um, coaching course. And during that coaching course, I learned something very, very important to ask questions, which I didn't know how to do before. Um, hmm. and it just opened my mind and I think it was my path, you know, to go step by step. And after that, I decided to take, um, hypnosis class and the, in the hypnosis class, I learned a lot about the subconscious mind. And then, um, from the hypnosis class, I decided to go next step and I went to study a past life regression therapy, um, class. And I actually studied here in um, in the USA, in Mount Shasta, with uh, some wow. people who were coming from London. Wow. Yeah. That must have been beautiful. It was beautiful. But back then, I didn't know that Mount Shasta is one of the strongest energetical <laughs> points of Earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just went there completely unaware that it was actually um, an opening for me. 
uh, it was the first time when I heard about telos and inner earth beings. And although it seemed a little bit weird, I, I was open, you know, I was like, why not? Maybe there is an, a city here that I don't see. And I remember on the way back um, in the airport, I was just reading about Agartha and it, it all clicked. I was like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and I went back to Bucharest and um, I used to meditate every day um, and just uh, walk the streets and go in the park and spend time in nature. And in one of these meditations, uh, I connected with my galactic family. And uh, I like to say this, I, I cried with three rows of tears because it was literally how it happened because I felt that that is my family. And I just said, take me back, take me back. And they said, no, we can't because you volunteered to go back to earth. And it made no sense to me. What do you mean I volunteered? So <laughs> it took a while till... Um, I connected more with my uh, Sirius uh, counterpart because my galactic family is on Sirius. And um, I was able to see how at one point I, when Earth put up a calling for, for help, I decided to jump in and to go to Earth. But because my vibration from Sirius was not attuned to the vibration of earth, I decided to go back in time about 5,000 years and have a few incarnations on earth. So I'm ready for this time of ascension. Oh, and <laughs> I was working on the subject of time back then. And this was just mind blown because it was playing with my mind. You know, what is time when you see that you can project yourself back through time and space mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. well um at the same time i did theta healing classes and i think that was the most important class in my expansion because i cleared a lot of negative mm -hmm. thought patterns of emotions i cleared a lot of what i picked up from my parents and my family a lot from my past lives um, and also in one class, I decided to work only on my ears. And for three weeks, I focused on my ears. Mm. And that's when my clear audience went up because I was hearing voices. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, I could hear voices that would tell me what's wrong with people's bodies and at some point I had to ask, you know, who are you? Who's talking to me and telling me all this diagnosis? You know, but I wouldn't tell people this diagnosis because I'm not a doctor, but I would get an intuitive insight about what is wrong with them. So, yeah, right now, um, this is what I do. I uh, help people understand what's going on with their health. What are the mental and emotional causes for their physical illnesses? And um, I hope I can um, improve their state of health. Can what? I just say, mm -hmm. and I, as, as a recommendation, because I've been there and done that with Maria. And if I had, I, I was having a nervous breakdown. And I mean, like, and when I say a nervous breakdown, it's not like your mind and all that kind of stuff. It's like energetically, mm. my body was so locked up. Mm -hmm. And if I, I knew, I just knew if I went to a doctor, they were going to just look at me like you're, there's nothing, nothing wrong. Right. And, and I would have been so stuck. And meanwhile, I am literally shaking. It's like, it's like there are so many volts of electricity going through my body and nothing's moving and stuff. And it was, and such, you were out of town and you didn't, I mean, it wasn't like you could go to your family doctor. Either. Yeah. And I was taking care of my mom and you know like the whole thing was crazy and it just you know how synchronicity works it timed out perfect yeah and um and maria got on the phone with me and so here we're doing it long distance mm -hmm. and it was just like the revelations that came out the emotions that came out it was just like whoa and then yeah there was another time that 
you, you, you had said, Hey, you know, when that comes up again, you know, shake your system and do this and do that. And I was able to do it on my own. And so it was like, it was really, really cool. But like, I would have never come to all of that. I don't know how I would have come to all of that. I should put it that way. Um, because it was so much deep down stuff. Yeah. So there is a real application, you know, when you're going to a doctor and they just don't get it, then you've got to find an energy healer, someone who can see what's going on inside of you and do those shifts that just are so necessary. Anyway, go ahead. I just, I just wanted to ask, you said you left us hanging. You said, uh, you asked who is it that's helping me to diagnose and and figure this out? Was it the Syrians or who was it? Somebody else? No, back then it was, I, the voice that I heard was Paracelsus. And I literally had to go on Google and see, okay, who's Paracelsus? And I That's saw great. it was it was a, a Swiss a pharmacist who lived maybe in the 16th century. I don't wow. know, but he was wow. telling me things oh about God. the body. <laughs> and um, then in time, um, I started to ask more. One important thing that I do is um, intuitive writing. I started maybe in 2016, I don't remember very well. And back then I would write just a few words. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in time I started to write sentences and now I can write full pages. But I think that also helped with um, my developing of my intuition and receiving uh, mm. messages. And uh, right now I mostly receive messages from the white lions of Sirius. I feel that, that all the time there are four white lions with me. And also um, Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene. Uh, I, I feel how they're going like in and out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but at times when I work with clients, uh, various beings pop in, um, maybe they're guides, maybe some saints, maybe other ascended masters. Um some beings that I don't know, but are uh, benevolent because I always set an intention that we only connect with benevolent beings. Hmm. Yeah. So when you were connected to the 16th century pharmacist guy, yeah. I, did you know that? You know yeah, I, I have, You've heard of him? Like, yeah, I studied oh. him for some reason. I don't remember why. I avoided those <laughs> classes in high school. I have no idea. But when uh, obviously he would have had a different vocabulary. And so we understand that even though some of the stuff comes out uh, through, I guess, um, not conscious channeling, but trans channeling type of stuff, it still has to go through your mind. So it still has to work with the verbiage and the vocabulary that you have. So did you have any difficulty interpreting what some of those quote unquote diagnoses were? How did you get over that? No, because uh, I would uh, receive uh, words that I would understand. Um, And if I wouldn't, I would just immediately go on Google and see that it's an illness, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I remember uh, I was working with a woman and I heard something about her womb, but I, I didn't know the illness per se, but when I looked at it, it was what she was experiencing. Um, but as I said, because I'm not a doctor, I, I'm not saying these illnesses out loud, even though I can hear them, but I'm always saying um the emotions that are causing them and also when i connect with people i can see the persons that uh, these uh, stuck emotions are connected to maybe mm. it's your mother maybe it's mm-hmm. your mother's side maybe uh, it's um, old fight you had with your sister and so on and i would always always say the um, emotions and the thought patterns because i believe that if we connect with our bodies we can know in time what is causing our illnesses. It's just no one is telling us yeah. that there mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can do this. Yes, that, that we are a multi-dimensional being. There is mm-hmm. more to us than this body. We are a soul. We also have a tool, which is the mind. We have also the emotions and they are all connected and we cannot separate them. And when we have a physical illness, it's just the body showing us that there is something disharmonious between all these fields. I love how you just said that how the mind is a tool, Yes. Mm-hmm. you know, instead of, cause people think, well, my mind, you know, that's a, a part of me. That's the thinking part. No, it's the tool. Yes. It, it's know. a tool we have as humans. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. And we can harness it. 
good or bad, right? We can harness that. Oh, mind. absolutely. Yeah. And it can drive us crazy, you know, when <laughs> right. we give it too much uh, focus to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Now, during that story, thank you, Maria. That was very thorough and really fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about a dark night of the soul. We always and like to we like to talk we like to talk about that with our Whether guests too. Yeah, because a lot of people are going through their own awakening out there in our audience. And um a lot of people have experienced that. Did you have anything like that or anything you would have Yes? Ooh. How would I miss a dark night of the soul? <laughs> and you're are, are, and you're okay sharing that with us. Yes, Yay. yes. Okay. Um <laughs> So Get out the popcorn. The yeah, dark, okay. dark night of the soul started when my mother died, and that was seven years ago, uh, and that was during uh, my sabbatical year. I took a sabbatical year, thinking uh, I would just focus on myself and on my expansion and learn a lot of new things. Well, I didn't know that my sabbatical year would be a roller coaster one. You know, I would dive deep into myself, myself and my emotions, but because of something unexpected and that was my mother's death and uh, after that um i think i i started to experience depression at that time but i i wasn't aware of it or i wasn't able to cope with the grief um so i just harnessed all that emotion and when the, i divorced from my ex-husband everything exploded it was just a lot of uh, suffering i was living in another country uh, the pandemic started i didn't want to go back to my country i couldn't go back to my country so i just had to sit with all these emotions um so yeah i think 2020 was the year of the dark night of my soul and in that year uh, luckily, I had a tool which helped me, which was mandalas of light. Mm. And you guys know mandalas yeah. of light? I don't. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds do. really cool, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. the mandalas of light um, help uh, balance your brain. You're supposed to um, create a shape through a certain process. And then through coloring, you're balancing your emotional field. Mm-hmm. And I was doing two mandalas a day. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> they they kept me sane, I suppose. If I was sane, I don't know. I think I was. Um, but I was dealing with a lot of um, sadness. So my dark night of the soul was a lot of changes uh, and a lot of sadness. Oh, and I forgot to say, which is very important, before I divorced, my father also died. So it was a mm. lot of, uh, yeah, it was a lot of change in a very short time. Um, and 2020 was just and you were over here yes I was here and then the world totally changes on its axis like wow (laughs) exactly my father died in December 2019 and three months later the world was different yeah exactly wow (laughs) so um, definitely that was difficult and um because my father died and uh, I divorced my husband, I lost very soon two important masculine figures in my mm. life. Um, so that brought to the surface a lot of work with the masculine. Um, and I, I navigated that for, I think, two years. And it all ended completely surprising and unexpected. Uh, I say it was a gift with a song. A friend of mine sent me a song. Uh, it's called um, La Luna. It's a sang, sang song. How do you say it? Sang, right? By Ajit Kaur. Sang. Yeah. And um, it's a concert. And in this concert, she invites both men and women to sing with her. And when the men started to sing, I felt all their pain. And it, it was like... Um, two systems crumbled for me on mm. while I was on the couch and that it was patriarchy or how do you say it? Pa- mm-hmm. patriarchy. Patriarchy. patriarchy yeah and also feminism they mm. they just didn't make sense to me anymore mm-hmm. it was like the castle fell and i realized that we cannot be against each other men against women the mm-hmm. only way forward is together but for that we both need to heal and um 
since that moment, there was a moment of clarity, but clarity that came through emotion. Mm. Um, it's just so obvious to me when mm. I see the wound being activated in both men and women, yeah. you know, when they have to deal with um, lack of trust mm -hmm. for women, generally not trusting the men and um, not being seen as a woman mm. and men not being allowed to express their power i think this yeah. is a great right. suffering that is from this great message and yeah. i i yeah i see that like how it's so out of balance right now yes. it just is well it's so interesting because it's been out of balance for many many years yes. it's been a patriarchal society and then i don't know roughly the 60s and 70s we started to swing the pendulum the other way and i think we've gone a bit too far in that direction where we're kind of male bashing and yes. wanting to make men more feminine, perhaps, or all these different things. Yep. Uh, and we're waiting, no sense. Like, waiting <laughs> for it to swing back to normal where we can love and respect both the male and the female in all of us and yes. come to balance in all of us and bring those aspects of each in ourselves individually. You know, I see that more in my son's generation though. Mm. Like they are, he's very close with his friends and it's like, it's okay if you get upset, if you cry, it's okay. Right. You know, at the same time, you know, they talk about, well, he's a beta male, he's an alpha male, you know, and they're very aware of that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, his, his attitude towards women, like it's so shocks me where it's just like, you know, why would I be interested in that, you know, person, woman who's like hanging all over these guys. Yeah. I want someone who has a mind who, you know, and there's, there's so much more of that balance you know, those souls that have been coming through right. to shift that balance to, you know, sanity, mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, I never quite understood, you know, why wouldn't you like the man, you know, you know, I mean, it's like, there's a space, there's a place for that. There's a need. It's fine. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And just yeah. the fact that they know these terms, you know, that we embody certain archetypes, like, um, beta male or an alpha male and we can switch from one to another that's uh i think that's showing a great improvement in our collective understanding mm -hmm. of these energies and how we can uh, go from not one role to another but from one type to, of energy to to another because mm -hmm. we are not the same throughout our lives mm -mm. We, true yeah, we have no. so many facets and unfortunately so many masks um mm -hmm. But my hope is that slowly we can give up these masks and just uh, bring in and shine our light. Right. And in speaking to a number of other spiritual leaders and people that I respect, uh, the word seems to be, you know, living in integrity and authenticity now. Those are a couple of words that are so important uh, and talking mm -hmm. about masks and stuff. It's it's just about being free and liberated enough to live your authentic truth. Like, who are you really? And in, in the book, The Journey Within, I referenced that a lot because that was what I tried to encourage people to do is to drop fear mm -hmm. and work on your courage to uncover who you really are. We don't even know who we are. Right. And we're afraid to investigate who we are mm -hmm. because we might not like that person or that what we discover, right? Um, but there's so many layers of what other people think we are. And we feel that we have to live up to that. Yes. Um, that we don't, we don't even know who we are. Well, I was, I was listening to um, a podcast on my way up here and you know, it's so funny. I've heard other people say this. I can't believe that I'm listening to Russell Brand and going, Oh my God, he makes sense. <laughs> um, but he was interviewing this guy who is called drinker, drinker critic or something like that. Um, they're the, the drunk critic or I, I, I saw that I episode. Drunk. I haven't watched it. Oh my What's God. It was about? so good. Um, so this guy was talking about Hollywood, you know, the movies, he's, he's a movie critic and he's a movie critic for the love of the genre of the, mm -hmm. you know, the creation of the movie and when stars were stars and the purity and all that kind of stuff. So he's, um, absolutely like fabulous. And, um, and their discussion got into, um, authenticity because he's like, you know, I don't review a movie and say, you know, well, because of my viewpoint of um, men are supposed to be this and women are that I'm going to bash this movie or whatever. He's like, no, I yeah. look at it, you know, the art form and, you know, the content and all this stuff. And he said, but that authenticity is what 
or maybe Russell was saying that that authenticity in you is what makes gives you all of these people who are watching you who just love it. And then they jump to Joe Rogan, which, you know, he's been super divisive for a lot of people, but they said, that's why Joe Rogan can do what he does mm -hmm. because he's being authentic. He doesn't care whether you like him or not. Right. He's, he's doing his gig and that's where Russell Brand learned to be who he is and he's just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And, and there's so much more, I think, balance between that. And you're not sitting there going, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm this, I'm that. They're just being more yeah. or less. Um, well, I told you before that I worked with the uh, stars, with the, um, various people working in television or, um, actors in Romania. And it was very interesting for me to observe that some people, we call it cross the screen, which means they are very magnetic to other people. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering why at times, because there were some people who were extremely hardworking and determined. And one of my understandings back then, when I didn't know too many things about energy, was that they are authentic. They are mm. raw. They are just pure. And they don't have these masks. Mm -hmm. And people like that. Yes. They, they resonate with that. Yes. And um, you can create this persona and work really hard. But I think people connect from the heart and they feel it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the real you or not. Yeah, um, right. And talk, yeah, talking sense. about authenticity, this is something I've been focused in the last uh, two years. Um, because I asked myself many times, you know, and the pandemic helped me a lot. That that was my breakthrough because I was on the couch and I was asking myself, what is my truth? Do I really want to wear a mask? Do I want to take a, a vaccine? What is it that I believe in? And once I knew exactly what I believe in. I said, no matter what will happen, I will stick to my truth. And that is what brought up the subject of authenticity mm -hmm. and who I am and standing in wow. my, my truth. Yeah. And since then, I like to use words like sincerity, being transparent, um, being empowered to say the truth. Mm. Um, because there is an certain easiness that comes with just being yourself and not wearing some masks yes. well you don't have to think twice do you? i mean like right. it's like if you don't lie you know i mean yeah. white lie is one thing and that's to be sensitive <laughs> to people you know instead of being um radically honest right. which is different than brutally honest um radically honest is a good thing but um but is it's that you don't you don't have to watch your back Mm -hmm. You don't have to, you just, like I've told people, I love wearing my heart on my sleeve and yes, there's going to be disappointments and I'm going to get hurt and people are going to, you know, and it's going to make me curl up into a fetal ball yeah. and just cry, but how I get to experience so much more emotion and freedom that way. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, but this you know, is life. Yeah. And yeah. in terms of self-worth, a lot of times we we're like, you know, we think to ourselves, if they really knew me, they wouldn't like me. <laughs> You know what I mean? If they oh, no, really, I know people like if me. they really <laughs> knew who I was, they, yeah. but what I mean is that we don't allow people to see who we really are. Right. And when you do that, then you know that the people who are in your circle love you for who you are. And that's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Not everybody's going to be your cup of tea. That's okay. Yeah. You don't need to have everybody in the earth to be your friend. How I mean, you boring just would that be? Can't keep up with it. It'd be yeah. so vanilla. Mm -hmm. Like it would just be, if we were all, you know, vibing the same way, right. it's, it's the whole contrast thing. But yeah. when we talk about how people are, are gravitate to authenticity, what we're talking mm -hmm. about is energy. Yes. And what's fascinating to me when we do these pet sessions, and I hear this from the mm -hmm. horses more than any of the other animals, because horses, they don't play that. They don't care. Right. So you can walk up to a horse and be like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to give you this little shot. It's for your own good. I promise. And you're inside going, I'm getting ready to give a 2000 pound animal a shot. Yeah, yeah. And they read your energy and they've told us if your words are saying one thing and your energy is saying something else, we're going to believe your energy. Mm -hmm. yes. So it's about the energy. If you're exuding this energy and if your words aren't matching up, people know it. And I believe children no, oh, yeah. oh. and that's why they are so confused and so <laughs> bewildered many times by the adult's behavior um and this is how we learn to put up a lot of masks just to survive as children in the adult's world 
which is extremely confusing uh, at times. But um, my belief is that more and more children will incarnate and they will be completely connected to the energy of truth and they will have their third eyes open and we will not be able to fool and manipulate and um, dissimulate and lie in, in front of these kids because they will just know the truth. So mm. right. I, I'm very excited for this new wave of right. children. Well, and, that, but, and that also makes sense with the progression of humans. Cause I go back to, I, I, whenever there's a thing on Gen Z, I study it, you know, like, because, because I'm trying so <clears throat> I'm trying so much to understand my son's psychology. He, he's just such a breath of fresh air. And it's, it's not that he's, you know, on any spectrum or anything like that. It's just, he like, I would love for him to go out and get, you know, he's graduated with his um, data sciences degree. I would love for him to go out and use it, you know? And he's like, but mom, I just would like to have this summer. And, you know, I really don't need a lot of money for all of these things yeah. because I want to balance that with feeling good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my God, I can't, I, he's throwing my crap back at me, even though that's, I haven't sat there and like literally preached that to him, but I guess he's picked it up. But, oh, yeah. but that's part, cause your son has it's that the, same, same thing. Same thing. It's, it is a part of that generation because they say that they had so much um, data coming at them so much, like they were able to learn how to disseminate bullshit yeah. so much more quickly. And so they, and to understand authenticity. So it makes sense. It's like the right time. Like if, if those kids came in, you know, 20 years ago, it would be so abrupt, mm -hmm. but with the way things are going for yes. them to step yes. in makes complete sense. And thank God they're coming in because they're the ones that are going to be really handling things when we are, you know, really old. <laughs> when yeah. we're wheeling ourselves around yeah. in wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want them around. But yeah. Like you said, they're seeing through the BS. They realize yes. that just going to a four-year college to get a degree, to work in the grind, to have an mm -hmm. office yeah. with no window and just yeah. earn a living and so that you can- No future, no promises, they're not, security. <laughs> right. They're not for it. I mean, college, I think, especially COVID really killed college yeah. when they were yeah. paying the same price and mm -hmm. doing it virtually well, and not and getting any of that. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I just, yes. we need a total overhaul. It, Correct. And it yeah, was coming. Son. It was coming. Mm -hmm. It was so clear. That COVID did a lot. Well, that was the yes, great cleansing or yes. what was the title for that? Cause there's like, or, or the way to describe what COVID, cause COVID came in for a purpose. Oh, like, for sure. You yes. know, all that it was doing to cleanse, wake, it was waking people up. It, it was giving them it, time to pause. Resetting. I mean, every, every aspect, of society, every aspect of society was reset. Yes. I mean, you had, you had corporate CEOs that all they knew, you know, granted they made their millions and billions and whatever, but this was the first time that it was acceptable to do their work at the house. Mm -hmm. And actually understand a family dynamic, which they didn't quite understand, maybe not understood in the first place. Now they have this family dynamic under them. And they're like, why do I want to go back to some corporate office? Who cares if I got a quarter window and I get to see out over the city? I don't get to see my family. And yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, it's yeah. So it, it, so take that and break that down in every level. Sure. We have a lot of unemployment, but maybe that's a good thing, you know, and uh, you know, maybe I, I've not really put all this together, formulated this solid, but maybe that's really a good thing because it has dislodged people in a way that they can explore for themselves where before they had, they couldn't explore for themselves because what well, shook them out of their company. They were under grind. They were under, right. They were under the pressure of somebody else's constraint mm -hmm. and now they can put their own constraints on themselves. So yeah, I mean, we're seeing we're seeing the it's the red or blue the pill. benefits <laughs> of it, maybe you could call it, but we're seeing that edge now where things are starting to balance out, and we're starting to see more and more, you know, uh, struggle. Yes, but we're starting to see more self evolution versus sure. versus you know a you know oh I got to do this all the rest of my life and that's all I'll ever know and blah 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 blah. Well, they wouldn't have stepped out of their comfort zone until they were yeah. forced, and now right. they're appreciating it. Mm -hmm. Were you going to say something else, Maria? Yeah, I, I wanted to say that also. Probably they wondered who are my kids, who's my yeah. wife or husband, <laughs> yeah. how is my relationship to my parents, how is my right. relationship to myself? Yeah. Because 
many people were forced all of a sudden to spend time with their family and realize that they don't know their family. <laughs> some don't like them. Some don't like them, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And some yeah. don't like themselves and yeah. their reactions. So yeah. uh, it was right. a great gift uh, in, in disguise, I, I believe. Yeah. Which is why we shouldn't judge things because sometimes things that look like they are yucky and negative are really for our best interest and, and our growth. even if they look like they happen from nefarious <clears throat> purposes and reasons and whatever that still you know it it does this shift that benefits us everything needs a catalyst to start that's yes. it right and yeah. that was a catalyst i believe the same for many yeah. systems yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So let's shift gears here and let's talk about light language. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I know that Maria, you use light language in your healing and also in the beautiful meditations. She's mm -hmm. part of our group that we've talked about before that meets on Sunday nights, mm -hmm. the 13 of us. And she does beautiful meditations for Thank our you. group and light language healings and clearings and all sorts of things. So tell us how that started for you. Well, uh, I told you before that I studied and practiced theta healing, and I love this method because it helps you discover the negative thoughts in your mind and uh, shift them and also work with the emotions. But I thought for a long time, I had this, uh, I want more from my method, from whatever I'm doing, because theta healing was very mental. Uh, and I thought I would like something where there's the heart, that is involved and mm. you know you wish for it and the universe will deliver <laughs> it and because i was going through so much heartbreak uh in 2020 uh i say that there was nothing left to break you know my heart was open literally and um, my belief is that light language cannot flow through you unless you open your heart chakra mm -hmm. um so <clears throat> it started to come through me uh, I was very resistant to to speak it and to let the energy move through my fingers. And in 2021, I I used to have such pain in my fingers that at one point I couldn't lift a glass. Oh, so uh, I asked uh, two people that are intuitive, what should I do? You know, what's what's wrong with my fingers? And uh, one of them said, you know, I see you doing these uh, signs. It's like um, um, deaf people language. Mm -hmm. Sign language. Sign, Sign language, language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh said, but it's not that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, another guy, uh, he just told my hands and he said, oh, you need to move them. You need to let this energy move through you. So back then I was living near um, a forest and every day I would go out in this forest and I would try to hide so nobody sees me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just speak it. And um, at times it was very intense. At times um, it was just like a flow of energy. But one day, so I, I was uh, hearing Hathors and Hathors are with me. Mm. And, and the Hathors are connection, connected to the Venusians. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And one day I just went into this forest and I said, you know what? I open myself to you. If you're here, just give me a sign right now and do what I, you have to do. And I opened my eyes and on this tree in front of me, there was a huge heart, you know, somebody Aww. carved the heart. <laughs> oh wow. wow and i was like oh that's my son mm -hmm. <laughs> and um it took a few more months and then i i had the courage to have a class at bliss um and after that class i went home and uh i couldn't sleep for many hours because the energy was just moving 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 through all my body but i was very very grateful and I realized, oh my gosh, if I do this, I just need to step aside. It's just so easy, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, it's just such a beautiful tool. I just need to get my ego on the side a little bit and let this energy go through me. And um, yeah, since then I started to, to combine them, both uh, theta healing and uh, using light language. And I started in time to, to develop a, a method, which right now I call Diana healing, just as my site is called. And I believe in the power of light language because it 
surpasses the the mind mm -hmm. and you just feel it in your body and i like that in my method i i combine them both i combine the mind but then i use the power of light language to to just um clear or download whatever is needed um so this is how i i started to use it um should i say what it is or I, you I like said it before no i'm curious your <laughs> what your perspective is but also it started then with your hands and body and then it progressed to your voice or how no it started with both okay at, at the, same, the same, time. same time yes with both but i was very <clears throat> resistant at doing it with my fingers why ego i don't know <laughs> exactly because <laughs> I, yeah. I it feels so good when your hands just move and you're just like you know yeah and... um i think it was because at times i can feel an energy moving them and it's a sense of losing your control mm -hmm. and you know offering your body to this energy that goes through you and the ego is still there saying, I, get, I get that mm -hmm. yeah sure so what is your definition of light language how do you view it I think it's a vibration download that surpasses the mind. And just as I said, it comes through people, if their heart is open, it cannot be taught. It can only be activated or remembered. Mm. I believe many people can, can speak it. They just don't know. And uh, I believe it has a huge impact on your emotional body and on your DNA. Mm -hmm. That's my understanding right now. It might shift in time. I don't know, but I, I like just, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not like married into it. It's just, so do you think that the people who are able to speak it, that they've had some galactic connection, or do you think that there, there's some other definable reason that maybe you haven't come across as to who would just naturally be able to do it or not? Well, um, it can come from the galactics. It can come from, um, ascended masters. Mm -hmm. It can come from, um, um, angel beings. Well, in the church, we call it or, fairies, dragons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, the church the calls it um, speaking in tongues, speaking and that's tongues. the Holy Spirit. So yeah. exactly. that's essentially a source. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, from from for myself, when when it started coming through me, it wasn't during a galactic session. It mm -hmm. was actually during a um, a surrogate healing session we were doing for a client, mm -hmm. um, and it was almost shamanic that mm -hmm. came through for healing for this client. So. Um, and it is that that space you enter into to allow that to flow is a very, I mean, it's it's the deepest point of surrender yes. that you experience because it when it first came in, I'm already in a trance state, and and I could feel the energy shift and flow, and it is mm -hmm. such a deep shift in that energy. And even as I sit here and I talk about it, I get. Mm -hmm. chills about it because it's coming from a place that is so aligned purposeful and heartfelt as you say that once it happens you you can't turn it off you guys are talking about it and i can feel this pressure yeah. building up right here you know it's yeah. just like it's, ah! you can't turn it off and we've we've, <laughs> we've we've known several people in our group that um one in particular that messaged me one early morning she said i can't make it stop here's a recording of it and she said she woke up with this at like five o'clock in the morning going on and it she couldn't stop speaking light language until like seven o'clock the following night or yeah. that 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 night so once it started for her it just kept going and it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it happened to me too and uh, one day it happened to be in the supermarket in front of the, <laughs> the jello shelf <laughs> And I just couldn't stop it. And then I was wondering why. And I realized because there was a need to shift something in the vibration of those products, mm. which are not the most supporting for health. Right, right. right. <laughs> when and you see their colors, you know, like your window. Yeah. Yeah. When we talked about that at Bliss, the other mutual friend we have said, I just whip out my cell phone. Yeah. So people think I'm speaking in a foreign language. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so smart. Like she'll be at the produce aisle and it'll start coming out and she'll just pick up her phone and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, I can speak it wherever and I, I, I do not care what people think. <laughs> um, 
And I think that's just as I said, you know, the gift of COVID. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. What you think it is, is not my concern right now. Yeah. That's right. It's the ultimate surrender, really. Yeah, so I'm still, is. I'm still undercover. Like I'm not confident with it. I don't know that I would be confident enough to speak light language in the grocery store. Go in there without a mask, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but speaking light Touch language, the fruit. blessing the fruit with light language. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, another thing. Might, yeah. yeah. that's interesting. I don't know if I could do that. Oh my gosh. I just think it's so fascinating. So um, we know that there are different types of um, light language. Yeah. Dialects. Mm -hmm. And so you've identified, did did they tell you, or how did you identify which one you do? And do you do one or do you do several? Are you expanding your library? I do several and I started with the Hathors and the Hathors sound a very particular way. And I can tell when they come through me. But most of it is um, coming from my serious team. Um, and I can also tell when they are Pleiadians and Mantis. This is what I can um, identify. Uh, and now, and also I asked in a channeling through Will, mm-hmm. and this is the information that I received that, yeah, these are the languages that I speak right now, but they will become more in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe Arcturians, we, we shall yeah. see. Because um, essentially it's just energy. It's yes. energy frequency that's expressing itself via your body and your mm-hmm. voice box. Yes, yeah. that was my Did, drum. Yes, that was interesting. The drum you just popped. That? The yeah. drum just popped. Somebody just said, true. Exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's interesting because they are, to like to listen to them. So there's this woman who did a, um, a library of them. And to listen to each one, it's like you kind of tune in if you haven't, like if you don't know who's coming through, like I've asked, but I don't, I'm not patient enough to listen to who it is. Um, but you can, you know, measure mm-hmm. how you're speaking against this um, library and figure out, okay, this is how it's coming out or who's coming through. But I just, I find it really fascinating to, th- that it is a specific kind of dialect that yes. is, even though the words don't make sense or, but it's, it's the tonality, it's mm-hmm. the repetition, it's just um, whatever. I, I remember the first time that I heard light language, um, somebody did it and, you know, I was just talking to the group and everything stopped. My body warmed up and just tears. I was mm-hmm. like homesick. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was just home and mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that. And then when I first was learning how to, you know, being activated, learning how to do it, everything came out sounding kind of like Italian sounding mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, it was passionate interesting and it was just so intense and i it was just like this longing or something you know like this like something had been taken away from me and it was just being you know rediscovered and like how was i getting by without this for so long it was so strange so the majority of yours sounds either asian or inuit yeah uh, shamanic that kind of thing yeah Yeah. Uh, like japanese or Mm -hmm. shamanic because it almost sounds like you go yeah, because your brain, you, it's hard because you can't, you know, if you can just sit and enjoy it, like listening to sound waves, great. But there's so much of us, you know, that we we go, yeah. oh, wait, but that word sounded like, you know, yeah, and, we, try and to yet, associate, oh, we try to associate something with what you're hearing. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, I can't at all. And if you just yours. stop and go into your heart and feel it, mm-hmm. it's that's, so, that's, that's where to go, go with it. Yeah, yeah. that's where to go. Exactly. with it. Yeah, yeah, because the um, the mantis beings, they click. Exactly. They are upgrading, translating that. (laughs) Right. They're upgrading our DNA. And so they click a lot and it's really weird. So we have a friend, Judy, who's been on our podcast before, and she first started channeling uh, 12th, 11th or 12th dimensional mantis beings. And as she's dropping in, you will start to hear her click. I'm like, oh, we're going to hear something from Mm -hmm. the mantis. And it's just so, it's so funny when he started, it's one thing to channel English. Mm-hmm. But when he started channeling other energies and things, it took me a long time not to just bust out laughing. I mean, I would bust out <laughs> laughing because it's funny sounding and it sounds so different. Yeah. All of them sound so different. Yeah. That's being very honest. They're very authentic oh. there, Allison. <laughs> but it's just yeah, funny. No, it's I mean, it's truth. like hearing some, I don't know, something that you haven't heard before. And it's just, yeah. I mean, I am not, I'm funny. Yeah. I, have a hard enough time with the English language that uh, trying to learn another language would be impossible at this point. So, well, and I find it like, you know, it's, it's just, I'm in awe when I hear you doing it because there's, there's so many different things that come in. It's not just this language. There are 
you know, there's snapping. There's mm-hmm. what is the when you snap? Is that it, I that's a like clearing? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. what I was about to say. It's like it cuts something, it it, yeah. it dissipates something mm-hmm. because it always feels like like when you do that, it's not just the sound, like you know, it it feels like something just but, an absence yeah. of something suddenly. It's yeah. an exclamation point at the end of a clearing, it's clearing, yeah. it's it's getting rid of it, it's dislodging I, it. I surprise myself doing that in various circumstances mm-hmm. and it's something i cannot control i just can't like i, right. can't, I can't even yeah. i can barely you'll click. do that you're even so just yeah. in a conversation yes. as you're talking having a conversational exchange and you and there's something that's being cleared during that conversation exactly. you'll do the snap and the you know, that exactly. kind of thing yeah so yeah. and um that's i neat. just you're like, always on yeah um i think at times the energy is just so powerful that it just takes over the body when a clearing is is needed yeah. mm-hmm. um i went into a touristic place years ago three four years ago four years ago and this kept on going on going and i was wondering <laughs> why well it made sense you know thousands of tourists I were passing know. through that building every day and I think it was just too much for my body to take it. So I was just discharging it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So what, what are the kind of ideal clients for you? Like with your Yana healing, mm-hmm. who do you enjoy helping or who do you, who, who would be a good candidate, I guess, yeah. who would be a good candidate for healing for you? First of all, a good candidate is someone who understands that is not just a physical body mm. <laughs> that is in a state of uh, imbalance. Uh, and understands that there is also um, a need of uh, work and attention in the mind and emotions. Mm -hmm. So that is my one desire that I put in the universe, that the universe sends these clients to me. Um, And I enjoy helping people that went through surgery because uh, I think there is a lot of clearing um, needed after surgeries. And also... um, uh, with light language, we can connect back the energy channels, which can be disconnected through through surgery. And also, if people had an organ removed, let's say even a tooth, mm-hmm. we have to work on the etheric field. And um, I think I'm most helpful there, you know, with people who went through a surgery or they have an illness, but they are ready to work with their mind and their their emotions. So I'm curious if somebody like say they lose a hand or an arm or something, you know, and you talk about the etheric field where Mm -hmm. I guess that's the area where you feel like you have the ghost. Yes. Okay. You need to work on that. And then that can heal. So you don't Mm -hmm. have that funky kind of, yeah, that's actually really huge because other than the only other thing I've heard that people can actually do for that is that mirror thing where they put a mirror up to your arm. And so it makes you feel like your mind and you begin to work through the reasoning of this is no longer here Mm -hmm. because otherwise there's, it's hard to. Yeah. But you see, you say this is no longer there, but actually the energetic part is still there. And that's what we need to work on. And a lot of women have hysterectomies um, or um, breasts removed uh, because of uh, cancer. But this doesn't mean that the imbalance, the energetic imbalance was taken out when the organ was taken out. Mm. So there needs to, to be... Um, attention put you know in the energetic field because every organ has like um, a double an energetic double and Mm. we need to to work with that Uh, and I give the example of teeth you know (laughs) we pull out teeth and we put uh, implants and so on but we need to see what caused that teeth to to go bad Mm. or that or that tooth Um, and it's usually a lot more than what people yes they're usually aren't they very symbolic like i mean it's it's really intense (laughs) yeah and they're connected to the energy channels and so on so um yeah i think this is uh an area where i can be that's huge for some reason that makes me think that back you know when there were more shamans working you know Mm -hmm. more ancient civilizations i i think that they like knew that stuff yes that is resonating with me like like that that was something that was just immediately you took something out and you prayed you worked with the energy you did you know we only know a fraction of what we know yeah exactly we only remember a fraction of what yeah my desire and wish is that what i do um 
one day will be in hospitals. Mm. I was about to say, you're going to start your own like mm-hmm. whole yeah. clinic that's going to become a way of teaching. And then you're going to have your people all in these different because that be something? Yeah, you know how you have your doctor visiting you and the various nurses, and then you can have maybe an acupuncture doctor mm-hmm. or a herbalist mm-hmm. or someone who works with uh, <clears throat> um, bees or whatever is helpful for you, and also someone who works with energy. Yeah, and we need to bring them. We need holistic get... hospitals. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. is that what yeah. integrative medicine does, or not really? is it just that more that it 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 does but it's still on the it's still on the rockefeller spectrum i I think it's it's still on it's still on the paradigm the the doctor we just met dr jim roach and he has a a beautiful holistic and integrative uh, space in kentucky and so he not only heals using his medical background but also through botanicals and vitamins and minerals and supplements and prayer and affirmation and whether it's a channeling session, he'll, he'll recommend all of that acupuncture. So he, so looking at the human as a holistic energy and physical being and treating it as such, not just assuming it's a physical issue that can be treated. It's never, it's never, (laughs) it's never, it's just one small symptom. Yes. Everything that manifests in the physical starts as an energetic and it is, it isn't because we're not paying attention enough mm-hmm. to clear it energetically that it has to come out physically. Our right. body is really working with us, although we want to be angry at our body for showing us these injuries, but it's because <laughs> we're not paying attention often. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, can't remember how many times I've heard people get a sprained ankle because they're not slowing down. Their yeah. higher self is telling them, slow down, yeah. stop what you're doing. Well, you guys know Diana. Mm-hmm. She just went down a flight of stairs Oh, because no. she was doing, she said, my bad. I, I was told I should slow down. I didn't. She she was doing literally three different things and thinking about something else as she's walking down the stairs. She goes, yeah, I earned it. Yeah. But it isn't that we need to throw out mainstream medical because what no. we'll hear from higher selves all the time is that you need to clear the energetic first because mm-hmm. that's really exacerbating. And that was the origin. Yeah. It'll once, just come back. Yeah. 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 And once the energetic is cleared, then there may be a remnant left in the physical that can be addressed. But if you go to a mainstream medical doctor to begin with, they can't really even diagnose or see correctly because the energetic is so you'll go profound. in complaining about all kinds of stuff and come up with a clean bill of health. Well, I couldn't really find anything for you, but you can take these medicines right. to help your symptoms. That's right. because it's, it's energetic. I mean, you are, you're trying to have somebody diagnose something that is purely an energetic symptom. Well, I'm thinking of like, you know, cancer and you can, you can see, I mean, it's like, and feel where cancer is coming from sure. and somebody goes in and they get, I mean, like, all of those horrible, you know, ways of killing all the mm-hmm. cancer cells and stuff, but they haven't dealt with the energetics of it. And the person just has it pop up somewhere else. Like, exactly. Oh, it's a surprise. And I'm like, no, that's not a surprise. I mean, it's just kind of like, when's that going to happen? Exactly. It's just, yeah. uh, and but, I believe we cannot separate nutrition and no. all sure, that. Yeah. Right. Well, so, I so see you doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I hope so. Yeah. But that was one of the things I learned from you. Talk to us about what are the other things though, that need to be cleared that we don't even think about. Like um, if somebody had surgery, we're not just talking about clearing the wound. We're talking about the surgical room and the instruments. Talk to us about all that. Yeah. It's a whole uh, plethora of things that needs to be cleared. First of all, is the energy of the doctors and all the medical team around them because they literally put their energy in your body and th- that leaves an imprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, it's very important to clear the vibration uh, of uh, anesthetics mm-hmm. because you go out, you know. Yeah. And-, <laughs> God, and what about the tools? Yes, the things that all those tools do and the energy they're holding on to. Yeah, exactly. From all the different surgeries and they've all been autoclaved each cycle and they're retaining all that energy at the point at which they touch it. So it's it's that, uh, it's the tools, it's the procedure, it's the energy of the various drugs that are being used besides the anesthesia. Uh, And then you need to disconnect which I think is very important from um, the vibration of the collective of people that share the same illness. Mm. Oh. Because in that, 
collective cloud, people put thoughts and uh, emotions. And wow. if you're going through something, oh. you put the, the something in that cloud, but you need to disconnect and connect to a cloud of people that are healed. Mm. so that, that is, is huge because yeah. there's like yeah. those survivor networks and then people sit there like and focus on like it amazes me how women who've gone through you know breast cancer stuff and then they stay Sorry. within yes. that and they see well who survived who's dying who's you know oh that's so sad and your heart just breaks and yeah. stuff and I'm like I I yeah. for whatever reason I can't go there and it's not that I don't have empathy it's energetically i can't i've never been able and in my family breast cancer and ovarian cancer historically um skipped generations and we've been studied by um this hospital and stuff and my mom always said oh don't worry they'll reach out to you when it comes your time that they want to you know start like testing you and stuff and the thing is i was just like that's not my reality right and by this age you know, my mom had already had her hysterectomy and all my wow. aunts. And, and I have a cousin who I thought was getting a double mastectomy preemptively. No. And then she's not even addict. doing like yeah. any of the energy stuff. Like I'm just going horrified. And so I'm just like, I can't connect with all of yeah. that. And another important aspect is how you talk about it. Because a lot of people say, I'm fighting cancer. Yes, you're mm. reading my mind. Mm. My body is, yes. Exactly. But- uh, I say, we're not fighting anything. We're not resisting anything. We are going pro-longevity, pro-health, pro-life, pro-joy, instead yeah. of fighting and being right. in, a, in a war with whatever that is. Right. Um, that also, another very important part is understanding the benefits of the illness, whatever that is. That is. And I'll give you just one example, which was... Um, I, I discovered it in a session with a client recently. I asked her to do this internal exercise. What are the benefits of your cancer? Mm. And she said, well, if I have cancer, I don't have to take care of my older mom. Mm. This is a very interesting benefit. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. you, yeah. you get rid of it. And I said, you know, it's just so interesting how our mind can... Um, manifest these things into our body just to to help us escape something that we don't like or we dread mm. or we are afraid of mm -hmm. but these are the benefits of illnesses and um, i think it's very important to be extremely honest with yourself mm. whatever you're going through and say oh how is this illness helping me am i getting more attention from my family mm. am i getting free money because they talk about government? secondary benefits <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. Uh, am I finally the center of uh, attention and I don't need to do housework and all the chores I don't mm. like? Um, do my kids call me more? Uh, I don't have to clean the house. There are so, so many <laughs> benefits. Uh, well, my, my dad had a business part in his um, OBGYN practice. And this guy, apparently he'd be moaned being a gynecologist. Like he wanted out of it so badly. And um he, you know, he just couldn't wait for the day to retire. And he finally decided, no, I'm going to retire now made the decision, but he had spent so much time with that whole thing going on that he ends up like finding out before he retires that he has cancer. Yeah. You know, it, it just builds up. It's like when people say, you know, Oh, this job's killing me. Mm, yep. It's killing you. So just can you give a brief, maybe helpful nugget for people that may be going into say even the dentist or into the hospital for a small procedure or something they can do preemptively yes to help themselves yes to, to help do um that. so if you have to go um the first thing that i recommend to everyone is connect with that building that medical team all the procedure and ask for blessings mm. for everyone mm -hmm. and may them be guided by higher beings of um, in their um, medical teams. Because every dentist, every doctor has a guide, an angel that works with him or her. Mm -hmm. And um, ask for uh, Archangel's uh, Raphael help mm -hmm. and do your thing, you know, with... Uh, <laughs> many times uh, people do it with fear instead of being grateful that we live in times when there's so much technology yes. and 
so much help around us. I, I was talking to a client two days ago and she was complaining about her teeth and it's going on, it's going on. I said, you know, 200 years ago, you would have been dead from this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you cannot get an implant. Or you would have been going to the blacksmith. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> we have to see the good part also. There's yeah. a good part in, in mm -hmm. all this technology that we have right now. And... Um, after you're done with whatever you have to done, ask for a clearing, you know, disconnect from all that, but also with a state of gratitude and grace. And then just be honest with yourself and ask your body, body, what are you trying to tell me? What is the message you're trying mm. to tell me? What is the emotion that is sitting in my tooth, in my liver, in my arms, in my skin? And um, is there something I refuse to see or know? And just ask for complete honesty from your heart and your heart will tell you it's mm -hmm. impossible yeah. <laughs> it doesn't tell you right yeah those are good actionable yeah. things thank you and then if you feel you cannot do it find someone you resonate with and ask for help because sometimes it's very important to work with someone just because they um, can ask you questions you never thought about or just because they have an easier intuitive access and so on mm. but my belief is that Everyone can understand what a body's saying if they just slow down and tune in and listen to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like that expectation. Well, as usual, the hour flies by when I we have did. exciting guests. And I wanted to ask um, <clears throat> about perhaps a little bit of light language mm -hmm. as a blessing for our audience. How do, yes. how do you think that'll sound, Will, on those? Well, uh, give me just a second. <clears throat> so I think we've got Zoom all worked out, right, Will? Yep. So we'll let... Uh, Maria, she's agreed to do a light language blessing for us and our audience. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to sit with your eyes closed, if you're not driving and just relax <laughs> for a moment. And can you have your eyes open as well? Yeah, you yeah, can. Sure. 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 Sometimes it's really like, I'm very curious about it. So I love seeing the movements and it's so to beautiful. Watch. Yes, yeah. yes, that's true. Yes. Good point. Okay, so I will ask for a light language blessing for all of us and for whoever is listening. And we ask for this energy to come from the highest place of truth, love, compassion, and divine healing. And this energy is the best for our bodies, for our minds, for our hearts, for our souls. And I'm hearing to let out light language that is supporting in being honest and truthful with ourselves and also have the courage to see the truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. And thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah on our podcast how Thank can people inviting me how can people find you they can find me on my site which is yanahealing.com or they can find me on tiktok or they can find me on facebook or instagram awesome. all under yana healing yana okay. healing yeah awesome okay. and we'll put that in the description of course thank you and we thank you all in our audience for spending your time with us and uh tuning in hit the like hit the subscribe mm -hmm. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought or how that light language impacted you. But until next time, thank you for being with us on Out on a Limb podcast. See you guys. Ciao.